chose this cutie pie with whom I want to be. And I apologize if this message gets you down. Then I CC'd every girl that I'd CC round town. And hate to see y'all frown, but I'd rather see her smiling. It's all around me, true, but I'm no island. Peninsula, maybe. Makes no sense. I know crazy. Give up all this cat that's in my lap. No looking back. Spaceships. Don't come equipped with rear view mirrors. They dip as quick as they can. The atmosphere is now ripped. I'm so like a I'm glad it's night. So the light from the sun would not burn me on my bum. When I shoot the moon, high jump the broom. Like a preemie out the womb. My partner yelling too soon. Don't do it. Reconsider. Read some litter. Sure on the subject. You sure? You know we got your back like chiropractic. If that do you dirty, we'll wipe her. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the Weekly Walkthrough, where we break down your week in sports. I am not joined by my normal co-host, Ethan Salm. I am joined by the much greater journalist, Max Baker. That is just false. (laughs) (laughs) It really is. But, Max, how are you doing today? You know, I would definitely label you as a stud of the J School, though. Man's killing it. I think I don't know if that's that's that that's a thing, but I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, I'm I doing think, well. You know, you're with the St. Louis Post Dispatch. Started with the Man Eater. Yeah. Was at the Missourian for a long time, covering Mizzou football. Covered Mizzou football, I think, for all three. Correct. I covered Mizzou football at the Man Eater sophomore year, Missourian junior year, and now senior year for the Post Dispatch. Yeah, and you know, how has that journey been for you? Um, we haven't really, you know, my journey. I haven't really seen a lot of wins. Um, I've seen a lot of, uh, a lot of football, Yes. um, but it's been fun. Uh, you know, this year's different. I don't really write game stories, but, um, in the past I've sort of just wrote game stories, wrote sidebars, wrote features this year. I'm primarily writing features, um, or feature type stories, even though like it's tough this year. Um, but yeah, so it's been nice. Yeah. And what have you thought of this Missouri Tiger season? Obviously I think last year with drink. Even though it was his first year, he had a lot more talent than he does now. How have you kind of made of this season thus far? It's, this season's been kind of a disaster, and you know, I, in in a lot of senses. I mean, last year they went five and five, but it felt like they made strides, and it was like, okay, here's the vision, here's what's happening. This year, it's kind of felt like, like is was Nick Bolt were Nick Bolton, Bledsoe, and Gillespie like that important for this team, like this defense? Um, because the offense has been fine. Like I honestly think the offense um, this year would be better if they weren't on the field like ever you know they weren't playing from behind every game and so they, they've looked fine I mean they haven't looked good in the last couple of games but um overall they've been fine and I think just defensively it's just it's just sort of like where is this they the defensive line is like a veteran group like where has the defensive line been this year um nowhere no getting, not, getting not, not in the not in the backfield that's all I know yeah getting I mean, and, and yeah, I mean, every rush that a team does against this team, like anytime they attempt to run the ball, it works out pretty well for them, regardless of the level that they're playing at. And yeah, it's it's definitely been a season of struggles for this Missouri Tigers team. And we will certainly get into another recruit later into the the walkthrough, which their biggest recruit since DGB and five star. And it was a huge. I thought it was a huge pickup for the Tigers and. Do you think that obviously Drankwitz is starting to recruit pretty well? He's top mm-hmm. fi- top fifteen recruiting class for class of twenty twenty two, and yeah, how do you think? Do you think that that'll have a positive impact? And do you feel like 
that is kind of what pushed Barry Odom out the door to begin with. I don't know if that's what pushed Barry Odom out the door. I mean, he, Barry Odom certainly didn't recruit at this level. Um, I mean, Drinkwitz has only done it for one year, but it's already better than it's been probably ever. Um, but I think, you know, the way the only way you're going to win in the SEC is to recruit. I mean, you're not going to beat Georgia. You're not going to beat Alabama. If you're running three stars out there against their five stars, you're just not going to win. I mean... That's it, just a fact. It's just you're not going to win. I mean, you're not going to win in the trenches. Like you, the, you're going to just have bigger guys, and you're not going to get. They will certainly not going to get in the, the back. You're certainly not going to get in the backfield if you're, if that's the case. So I mean, you have to recruit. I don't know if it's going to be good enough to win the SEC, obviously, but like because like Luther Burden, who we'll get into later, I think, um, is just sort of, you know, it's sort of one piece of the puzzle. Georgia's bringing out not, they're getting nine Luther Burdens every year. Alabama's getting you know seventeen Luther Burdens every year. So it's like. If you can continue to recruit at this level, which it's going to be hard because the talent in the uh, Missouri is just not the same as it is in places like Georgia. Um, of course. So yeah, I mean it's a it's a definitely a huge step, and it's he's he's recruiting really well um, right now. But. I've been impressed. I mean, I've certainly been impressed, even though the season isn't that good. You had the sense that this was possibly going to be the reality when Barry Odom's recruiting classes are in the forties. Yeah. You know, or even in the 50s, I'm not even sure where they were, but they certainly weren't top 30, 35. And when you are playing SEC-level opponents, you have to have a decent recruiting class, at least somewhat, without within those four years. Or it was going to probably become disastrous for Barry Odom. It's almost impressive how well they played with his recruiting classes. Yes. Um, I mean, like, I don't know if that's saying you're saying because you do need to recruit, but... I mean, I, they, no, but I also, it's also saying. It's also kind of like, well, they had Drew Locke. Like, they probably should have been better than they were. Yes. Um, their defense was all right for a little bit, and then, you know, they they probably should have been better, but also it's impressive how many games they won given their recruiting glasses. No, I totally, I think that's a fair point. I mean, Drinkwitz, or not Drinkwitz, uh, Barry Odom didn't necessarily have great recruits at all. I mean, I don't I don't know who his biggest recruit was. I'm trying to think of, like, of all time who it would have been. I don't know. I, don't, I, I mean, mean, it wouldn't be anybody really, it would definitely wouldn't be a five-star. No, they didn't get any five-stars. The last five-star was... Beckner, I think, yeah. in 2013-14. I don't know if that wouldn't have been Odom. Odom might have recruited him on the defensive end. I don't know, though. I don't think he did. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. Um, I just... I certainly think that Drinkwitz is still pushing this program in the right direction. I yeah. just think this is a big rebuilding year, and it's just come at a very... It's just the optics on it are very difficult. There was a lot of hype coming into the year. Um what, and there wasn't hype that they were going to win the SEC or that they were going to compete for an uh, SEC's title, but above 500. When, yeah, you you were like, well, this year they're not going to play an all SEC schedule. They should finish better than they did last year, and that's just not the case. No. <laughs> Bless you. And yeah, and let's just go on with uh, the weekly walkthrough. Is you're doing some amazing things over there, and it's it's definitely exciting to see you know you getting that opportunity at the St. Louis Post Dispatch, but. We always do this every week, our upset picks. And Ethan was wrong with picking against your Michigan Wolverines. He picked Northwestern, that and they a, got... That was not a good pick. No, I probably not the best pick. And, yeah, I don't know, know the score. North Northwestern got absolutely destroyed. I believe it was 33-7. to Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like 33-6, 33-7. Um, yeah, and then I was actually correct in my Wednesday pick in college football. These two teams played midweek. Appalachian State beating a uh, ranked Coastal Carolina, and it was came down right to the end. And App takes the field goal. Yeah, App State gets it done. It was, it was exciting stuff. 
And yeah, let's move through our weekly walkthrough in sports. We'll start with last Sunday um, when we left the studio for that NFL Sunday. And the Chiefs blew out the Washington football team. It was close for a half. It was. It was. They were up 13-10 to 10 going into the half. And the Chiefs outscored them 21 nothing in the second half. And... It was a it was a great performance from that defense. You know, after they sat Daniel Sorensen down, promoted Juan up to the starters. He played every snap. And yeah, did you watch this game? What did you make of? I didn't watch Chiefs? most of that game. I watched Mahomes made a couple sort of poor decisions um, in the first half. But you know, he's going to do that every once in a while. He's human. So I mean, they look good. Yeah, he is, and yeah, I believe he had another interception. He made a really good cross field throw in that game. I believe to Tyree Kill. Um, but, yeah, Tyreek Hill also dropped a pass that got intercepted once again. So Mahomes gets another interception due to a dropped pass. But I thought the Chiefs looked a lot better. They've, they've definitely shown to play good against the lower-tier talent they've played, which I think is important. You look at all the top teams in the AFC or who we consider the top teams in the AFC. After today, they've pretty much played every single one of those teams. <clears throat> yeah. The Browns went healthy. The Ravens, Bills... Chargers, them obviously being up there as well, and then the Titans. So it's it's definitely been a tough road for them thus far. Yeah, and you know that's going to happen after going to a Super Bowl. They're gonna there's going to be a little bit of a sort of you know these games don't mean as much as the Super Bowl. These games no. don't mean the playoff game, so it's going to happen. And then another matchup that was really intriguing last week was the Baltimore Ravens and Los Angeles Chargers game, and the Ravens put it on them thirty four to six and. The Chargers are have kind of step, taken a step back at four and two. Now. Ravens are surprising people. I mean, they they should have lost to the Lions. I mean, yeah, the Ravens they're a very odd f- football team. They're very it's it's hard to predict. They're yeah. they're kind of an unpredictable team. And when they are on, they certainly can beat anyone in the NFL, bar none. I mean, when you have a guy like Lamar Jackson. He can do pretty much anything. I mean, the man has more yards than a lot of teams in the NFL this year. And, you know, didn't throw the ball particularly amazing in this game. Despite the 34 points, I thought they ran the ball very well, had three rushing touchdowns, um, all from their three kind of older running backs in Latavius Murray, Devontae Freeman, and Le'Veon Bell. You know, because they're, like you said, I mean, I think the Ravens are surprising people because they had so many injuries and you're looking at it, and they're still 5-1 and one yeah. after playing some of the best teams in the, in the AFC still. So it's definitely one to look out for. Um, obviously, that record could have been worse if Clyde Edwards-Hilaire doesn't fumble the football, but I digress. <laughs> and Justin Tucker doesn't make a, like a 67-yard field goal or 65, yeah. whatever it was. Uh, it might have been 66, but yeah, oh, that like was that. insane. That was... And they were down 20 to the Colts, weren't they? Yes. And Monday Night Football? Yeah, yeah, they came back. Yeah, they've had I mean, some crazy comeback victories. And, I mean, that's one thing about the Ravens. I feel like they do peak at very strange times. So, hopefully, they're not peaking so early in this season and they just yeah. drop off like sometimes they do. So, we will certainly see in that regard. And, yeah, um, we got the Sunday night football game. We had the Pittsburgh Steelers. A heck of a game. Wow. Was it? No. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had uh, the Geno Smith-led uh, Seattle Seahawks with uh, Russell Wilson hurting his finger. That was a terrible game. I, yeah, I didn't really watch a lot of it, if really you didn't, any you, of it. You did yourself a favor. I mean, it was just, I mean. It's just tough because Two teams Seattle, that are just not that good. And Seattle has a lot of these. You know, I believe they have a nationally televised game coming up this week don't they do they have Monday night this week they might I think they I think they yeah. play the Saints on Monday night this yeah week. off of Sean Payton's bye I think 
Yes, and and I think that you know, it just sucks because Seattle Seattle has all these nationally televised games and we all want to see Russ and now we have to see Geno Smith. No disrespect to him. But well, it's you're Geno clearly Smith. showing a little disrespect. He's just not Russell Wilson. Yeah, I know. He's just not Russell Wilson. And you know, didn't look terrible in this game, truthfully, especially in the second half. That's when they scored all their points. Um but overall, I mean, the Steelers show the Steelers have been able to always find a way to kind of stay at least 500 or above the last pretty much two decades, regardless of how good or bad the team is. So that I think that's pretty impressive. Yeah. No, I agree. From uh, from Mike Tomlin, I think he's definitely one of the more underrated guys. And that defense is so crazy, too, with Minka, T.J. Watt, Cameron Hayward, Devin Bush. You got some, you got some great players got on some that dudes. team. You got, you got some great players. Joe Hayden also as well. Then you have Edmonds as well. I mean, they just, they got some studs, man. And then, last but certainly not least, in the world that you cover, college football, we saw LSU head coach Ed Ogeron was the the both sides mutually agreed that this would be his last season at LSU, which is pretty crazy to really think about because 21 months ago, this man was at the top of the college football world, led by Joe Burrow, Joe Brady, you know, with that offense with Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson. Thaddeus Moss, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and then that defense that was stacked. It's just crazy to see that this era kind of went away so fast, especially with that visual element, which did not age well at all. When LSU beat Bama that year, I think they were in Alabama. It was in Bama, and they went up to the recruits, yeah. Yeah, they went up to the recruits and were like, come to LSU, and now it's just... It doesn't appear that they came to... I'm just kidding, um... You know that they came to LSU, but I mean they still recruited at a somewhat high level. Oh yeah, I mean they they obviously do, but it's hard for it's hard for Mizzou or not Mizzou rather it's hard for LSU to even try and recruit with Bama because they've just kept that sustained success. Mm-hmm. You know what you're gonna get there. You're yeah. gonna get a national title once every four years. Like you're gonna win. Oh you're oh yeah I don't there's no way that in the last in the last twelve years that they they haven't won a title in a four-year span there's no way no and then yeah moving on to monday night we had a killer of a monday night matchup between the titans and the bills when these two teams match up it's it's going to be a fun football game and we saw that with the end and were you watching this game max i watched the end of it actually i was i I was at the panel for the mizzou journalism panel oh yeah i wanted to go to that but like i got off right when right when the game started and Man, Josh Allen, I saw him flip in the air on that third down run and then the fourth and one. And the man just – did it just look like he fell over? Mm-hmm. It, I mean, the man just looked like he slipped and fell. And, I mean, it was it was certainly wild. I mean, Derrick Henry shows why he's probably the best running back in football still. Remember when he was the backup to DeMarco Murray? At uh, – No, it, 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 for the Titans. Oh, his rookie first couple of years, maybe it was two years, maybe it was just a rookie. I year. guess I, yeah, I guess I do. He remember. was the backup to Demarco Murray. Yeah, which was interesting. I, at the time, I was like, uh, you know, why are they even giving Henry carries? But now it's like, why was he the backup? Yeah, I mean, you know, I definitely don't think it's a terrible option to kind of not put him. Obviously, he has an incredible amount of carries over the last three seasons. I mean, it's kind of you get kind of worried looking at it, but he's just such a tank and. It's good that they were able to use DeMarco Murray and him. I think more teams should utilize, you know, running backs by committees just to preserve your running backs, especially if you have a talent like Derrick Henry who obviously won the Heisman Trophy, I believe, didn't he? 
Did he win the Heisman Trophy, or am I crazy? Um, why am I not remembering him winning the Heisman Trophy? I don't. I don't know if he did, but either way, he was a stud, stud talent <coughs> down there, and he was. He was. I mean, he was huge. Oh, he's. I mean, yeah. You saw him in the national championship game next to Mark Ingram. He yeah, Derek Henry won the Heisman. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought so. I just want to make sure. Um. And yeah, you know, Ryan Tannehill didn't have the best game in this either, but the Titans squeak by and they get to four and two, matching the Bills, and they're up there with the AFC team still, even with kind of a lesser team. The defense obviously isn't the best, but they were able to hold them off enough. Yeah. No, they they did and you know, it was a it was a good game. Yes. It was it was an incredible game. I mean, I think the NFL has been they've had a good year thus far, honestly, and it's been been fun it's been good to watch and then on tuesday we saw the N- nba return and i know steph you're, curry i know you're a big nba guy i know that and yeah before we get into steph we'll start with the game before that the bucks and the nets and i did not watch a lot of this game but obviously one clear storyline is and was this game in milwaukee did Kyrie play no Kyrie did not play any games and it was in milwaukee <laughs> Kyrie's not playing even home games I do, well, he's not playing home games. He allowed to or play road the, games. He's no. not allowed to play the road games. Either. No, they're not allowed to play any games. Really? Because they're like, we don't want you half on the team. Well, that makes sense. I mean, because you do have a guy. It's not like Kyrie's just a bench player. Yeah. The man is a significant starter on this team. You know, probably the third best player if we're putting it all on the table. And but that's you know that's saying that's not saying a whole lot when you know you got. Harden and KD. I mean, he's 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 a superstar in this league, and you know you just got to get get the shot. I mean, you're going to be competing for an NBA championship this year. I mean, yeah. it, it's just really interesting. I'd love to know his reasonings for for not doing the shot. I mean, he must be a voice for the voiceless, but he's talking about it, so he's not really voiceless. No, he's not, and he certainly doesn't have a voiceless platform. I would certainly say, and. You know, it's certainly it's certainly one to one to monitor because he is one of the best point guards in the NBA. And in this game, we saw Kevin Durant do what Kevin Durant does. He's going to score 30 points. He had 11 rebounds as well with two blocks. So had a phenomenal game, but, you know, finished with a minus 20. So the starters just did not play well. And you look on the other side, Giannis also had 32 with two blocks, 14 rebounds, seven assists. Dude went off and... He's been really, really impressive. You know, he's his ability to mature as an NBA as a, just a basketball athlete is insane. Yeah, he's, he's. I mean, he the game. He's he was taking jump shots, which like he did, but he didn't make them. No, he looks more confident. He does look more confident. He certainly, he certainly looks like he's ready for prime time. And you know, obviously winning the title last year, a lot of injuries in the way of that. But the man still did what did what he did and performed at an extremely high historic level. And dude is dude is on pace for having one of the, you know, up there with one of the best NBA careers of all time, especially if he can win one before he's like 28, 29. Yeah. He's he's right there, man. I mean, he's got the he's got the physical tools to win it to to be one of those guys and you know, how long has he been playing basketball? He's in this might be his ninth year. I think I can't remember. It's longer than I like had realized last year. Yeah, I mean, 
you know, but relative to a lot of the other NBA guys, he really hasn't played basketball that long. So I think just that. Also yeah, it's, speaks, it's his ninth year. Yeah. I think that speaks to just how impressive he has been skill wise in the league and going up against guys like Kevin Durant, who literally. You has he argue, really never led a category in the NBA? Like, never led? That's kind of crazy to me. Like, points, rebounds, assists, anything, effective field goal percentage. I guess not. I mean, one thing I would maybe expect and potentially expect is blocks because the man does get yeah, a does decent get a bit of blocks. Of blocks. Um, he, yeah, he's already averaging 1.7, which is the second. I mean, it's only three games. But yeah, of course. Three, um, yeah. But, yeah, the Bucks, you know, not necessarily getting revenge because they beat them in the second round last year, which keeping their dominance as the Nets continue to be without Kyrie yeah. for the foreseeable future, I imagine. And, yeah, then we have uh, – the Suns beating the Lakers. That what was that? That was Thursday, Friday. Oh, uh, that was Tuesday. No, that, that was, we had the Warriors. Or am I thinking the Lakers. of the Warriors? Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, I oh, I accidentally typed in the Suns. Seth, Seth Curry. I mean, he didn't. He was like five of twenty-one from the field, but he had a triple double. He and the did. Warriors won. The Warriors are two and zero. First one since twenty fifteen, I think. Yeah, fifteen or sixteen. Some since his one of his MVP years. Yeah, and no Steph. It was honestly though, one of his worst games I've I've seen him play in a while too. Yeah, he he didn't shoot the ball well from what I saw, and I was honestly surprised because the Lakers did have the lead for a lot of this, most of the game for a lot of this game. Yes, and the Lakers, I, this experiment's going to be interesting. I mean, yes, they played the Warriors and the, the Suns, but they just haven't looked good. No, they really haven't, and it's going to take some time. I think you know Russell Westbrook needs to find his role in this offense, which, in my opinion, attack the basket. Yeah, like you, it's. Like, you need to show your athletic ability. He's one of the most athletic. He's shooting threes. I don't get that. He, we, no. That does not need to happen. There's no reason for it. There's, there's nothing, there's nothing that you can really argue for me that you can be like, okay, yeah, Russell Westbrook really needs to be shooting threes. That's really his game right now. He was a very streaky shooter at best with the Thunder. I would say. Yeah, I think he's 0 of 7 so far. Yeah, he doesn't shoot the three ball well, and he never has shot the three ball well relative to other guys, other point guards for sure. And then even to his own standards, I think lately he hasn't shot the ball well. And when he was on the Rockets, I thought he played really well just attacking the rim with Harden, very fast pace. And he could be that Showtime Lakers point guard for them if they needed him to be. So I think he needs a role reverse. But it's going to be tough when you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis on this team. Playing him and Rondo at the same time just cannot happen. No, that cannot. No, that cannot happen under any circumstance because of the fact that neither can really shoot the three ball well. But I will give Rondo credit. I have seen him shooting lately, and he has certainly gotten better at it, Mm -hmm. at least spot up shooting, which is what they really need him for. But I think this team will figure it out. Um, They've got talent across the board. Um how come I'm just curious? How come I'm not seeing uh, Kendrick Nunn on here? On the Lakers? Uh-uh, I didn't see him on the. Is he hurt? He was hurt to start the year, but I don't. Did he? I don't. I can't remember if he played against the Suns. It says bone bruise return. Okay, so that was two days ago. So yeah, to miss multiple weeks with the bone bruise, so he'll be out a little bit. Okay, that makes some sense. And yeah. Okay, well, we can go ahead and take a short break, and when we come back, we are going to discuss Wednesday's big recruitment commitment for the Missouri Tigers, their biggest in about six or seven years. You are listening to the Weekly Walkthrough here on KCOU 88.1.
But have you really been connecting? October is Let's Talk Month, so take this opportunity to connect with the young people in your life using Connect With Me, a free resource from the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. Head to health.mo.gov connect or follow us on social media for conversation starter cards, resources, and weekly activities. This message brought to you by the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. KCOU, we're just normal enough to appreciate Drake's cultural relevance, but just weird enough to make a sweeper like this. KCOU. KCOU. All across the nation, we are here for our communities. We're doing our part to get supplies where it's needed in order to fight COVID-19 together. It feels good to be out there to assist our community. I would like our friends and family to know that your National Guardsmen are always ready and always there. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association and this station. Culture. KCOU Society, KCOU, you, me, togetherness, equality, eternity, KCOU, deep space, travel and leisure, KCOU, magazine subscription, ends eventually, just as all of us KCOU 88.1 FM, Columbia, Missouri. Ain't nobody trouble than me, ain't nobody trouble than Scott, ain't nobody trouble, man, I'm taking this spot. Yeah, yeah, this in the city moving slow, 30, for the cold, on the real, real, keep it flow, keep it flow. And we are back. You are listening to the Wicked Walk. They're here on KCOU 88.1. And just to get right back into it, on Wednesday, we heard some big news in Columbia, Missouri later in that night. And Luther Burden coming to Mizzou. I'm, that's, that's the biggest, you said six or seven years. I think it's, it's DGB. It might be, yeah, what, eight, nine? That was what, 2011, 2012? Yeah, I believe 2012 because he played like 13, 14, yeah, that had to be like 20, so pretty much over a decade. And, no, it's. It's impressive. I mean, I'm I'm impressed with how Drew Drink has uh, recruited, especially against Bama. Yeah, Bama and Georgia. I mean, he chose Mizzou, and he had originally committed to Oklahoma, so he beat, he uh, he beat all three of them. Yeah, all three of those. The big... top three teams of the country. Yes. <laughs> I mean, other than Cincinnati. I other guess. than Cincinnati, but you know, that's I don't mean with recruiting, but yeah. Yes, of course. Um, no, and I mean, I think it's a, this is a huge recruit for Mizzou. We saw what happened with DGB last time they had a five-star wide receiver like this. It was scary. Yeah, they were good. They were really good. They won SEC East titles. And, you know, with a guy like Luther Burden, do you think if they can get a better, a good recruiting class, maybe 20, 2023, build this 2022, do you feel like they could potentially make a run at that SEC East title in the coming years? I don't years? know if that's realistic, but they could just – they, you could build a foundation, sort of. I don't know if – I mean, maybe when Luther's a senior or something. But yeah. But I don't think they just Obviously years down the line. Obviously years down the line. Yeah, that's – that's. A, I mean – I think a, they could make a – put. maybe not win it, 
but I think they could make a push easily. I mean, Florida, Florida had that good year last year with Kyle Trask, Kyle Pitts, uh, Tony Cadavius, I believe is his name. And Trask, yeah, 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 and Kyle Trask. And but I don't really see them as being that team going forward. I think Mizzou could easily hold down that two spot if Drake continues to. Tra- I don't know. Uh, it's hard to beat. It's hard to beat Florida with the amount of talent that comes out of that state. It you is. Have to out, you have to out recruit them, and they have. But I don't think Florida has been that really sensational, though, in recent memory, other than the Trask gear. If you eliminate the Trask gear, you got the Felipe Franks era, which yeah, it was pretty fine. underwhelming. Um, they really just haven't done much since Tebow was there. They made one. They made a couple SEC title games, but um, they kind of got killed by Bama, I think, both times. Yeah, same with Mizzou. Mizzou's yeah. made a couple SEC title games since uh, Tebow was there. And they haven't even been in the SEC as long as they have been. Obviously, yeah, <laughs> but no, it's definitely something to look out for. I definitely think Mizzou, if Drinkwitz can continue to recruit like he is, they can hold down that three spot, that <clears throat> third best team in the SEC. They should be able to beat Kentucky. Mark Soup's a great coach, but and do you know or do we have any idea what's going to happen when Texas and Oklahoma join the conferences? No, that's just... why it's I don't I don't know. You know, they'll probably maybe they'll go into pods. That's what I was thinking because there's just too many teams now. You know. I'd be okay with going into pods. I mean, that'd make it really that'd make the travel schedule probably a lot easier for a team like Mizzou who's kinda out they're not really southeast conference. They're not southeast coast, if you get what I'm saying. They're yeah. in the middle of the country. You want to drop a pin in the middle of the country on a map, it's gonna hit Missouri. So it's it's one of those things to where I would it's gonna be interesting to just see, right? So it's exciting. I'm excited for Luther. He had that big play on Friday where he did you see that the play? Part, the fake play. He's a punter apparently. Yeah, against pun- IMG. Yes, against. And then he, I think he got ejected later in the game. For what? I think he threw a punch. Oh. That I might be oh. wrong, but I think I think he, Luther got ejected. He definitely got an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty for it. I'm pretty sure he got ejected though. Okay. Interesting, but definitely had a crazy play. I'm assuming it was probably just did they? I'm assuming they it was just, kind of a soft ejection, honestly. Okay. Yeah, someone tweeted it looks like he was ejected. I think, yeah, he was ejected. Were they? Did they lose pretty bad? Forty nine to eight. Yeah, I think he had the LD touchdown. Yeah, he. Yeah, he did. Um, IMG's a really good team. He was probably, I would imagine, probably just frustrated. They might be able to run for two hundred on Mizzou. (laughs) I'm not actually, but no, not actually, but you know, they could probably have their little success here and there. (laughs) But moving on. It's October, Max, and you know what that means? That means it's playoff baseball. It is playoff baseball. And, yeah, we'll start with the AL side, and we saw the Houston Astros take down the Red Sox in six games? Yeah, they, they won in six. They won the other, they won on, was it Friday night? Thursday yeah. Night? Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, we saw, I mean, I was honestly a little surprised. I thought the Red Sox were potentially going to. Red Sox had a great run. They weren't very good. No, I mean they, they were did. good, but they weren't they weren't very good. Um they made it farther than I think a lot of people thought they would. Do you in think September. anybody and sorry for interrupting you, but do you think anyone uh thought they were gonna lose to that Yankees team in the wild card? I did. I mean, you had Garrett Cole. Yes. And the Yankees bats were better down the stretch by a little bit. Yeah, I mean Aaron Judge and Stan definitely started to come alive for them. Stan was yeah, he was on a tear. Yeah. He really was. And, I mean, the Red Sox, they, they kind of, like, they led that division for a while in the beginning of the year. Then the Rays sort of took it. And then the Red Sox just stumbled. Like, I mean, they had COVID. They had 
Um, Problems, yeah. yeah, they had stuff like that, but they 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 sort of just stumbled to the finish line and got in, you know, on the last day like the Yankees. Um, but I just I didn't I didn't see them playing as well as they did. Yeah, and we saw the Astros, you know, win this in six games, like we said. And what have you made of their postseason? They're run? good. I mean, they're kind of like that team that nobody thought about. Like, not nobody thought about, but they're the team that people like just sort of squeaked under the radar. Yeah, they were just like down of there. People were like, well, maybe the White Sox will beat them in five, beat them in four. You know, maybe you know the Astros don't have the pitching. They don't have Verlander. You know, they don't. What happened with them? Is he hurt? Yeah, they they were just like you know they don't they don't have the pitch. They're just kind of there. They don't have Springer like they used to. And yeah, and they've played really well. And that right back in the World Series. What is this, the third time in five years? Something like that. They've certainly been putting up numbers, even one championship with the cheating scandal. Yeah. <laughs> but they're good this year. They're good. Like, they, they, like they cheated, but now they're good. No, they're... And I don't think they're cheating this year. Yeah, I mean, they've been really... I mean, even when they were cheating, they were pretty, they were pretty good. I mean, it still yeah. takes skill and... They've had definitely some great pieces around there for a long time, and it's definitely showed with this latest World Series appearance. Moving on to the NLCS side. That was a great series. I mean, banged up teams. Holy. I mean, the Dodgers lost Muncie. They lost Turner. They lost, you know, they didn't have Kershaw. The Braves didn't have Acuna. They lost Solaire to COVID. Solaire did play last night, though. He pitched it, yeah. But he was their starting lineup for a while. Yeah. And no, you make a good. And then it point. became Jocktober. <laughs> yeah, no, he's had he had a good uh, good postseason for sure. And no, I mean the Braves, man. I mean their pitching. Their pitching seems, was just better. Yeah, their pitching seems to be really on point. And you know the Dodgers in Game Six looked shook, man. They looked shook. Yeah, I mean they just they were. I mean you were playing. I think Matt Beattie got the start. You had Albert coming in. Like I mean this was 2011, maybe. Yeah. But. This is, you know, they just, they were hurt. And, I mean, the Braves were hurt, too, but they really picked up Duvall and Eddie Rosario, the NLCS MVP. Yeah. They picked up Soler. I mean, all these trade deadline guys that were kind of pretty good during the year have just really stepped up in the playoffs and just been the reason they're sort of doing what they're doing. And Austin Riley's playing like an MVP. Freddie Freeman's Freddie Freeman. I mean, they, they're a good team. I and I don't Rosario know. Rosario hit that three-run shot in right. He was so he batted over 500, I think, in the NLCS, which Ooh. he had the most hits in a series by a Braves player ever. I think, just pretty crazy. And not to put you on the spot, Max, but who are we favoring in this series? I, right now, I like I like the Braves' magic. I mean, the Braves just seem to sort of have this little magic, you know, going for them right now. I don't know that they're per se the better team, but right now the Braves just are cooking like I mean the Astros are good but at some point that pitching success is just not going to hold up I don't think the Braves certainly have been hot I mean I didn't expect them to beat the Dodgers personally but I don't really know baseball like that so that makes sense and no I've been really impressed with the Astros man um from I mean from all the cheating scandals to all baseball hating them to be able to come back with Altuve and that really same group of guys right it means the same group of guys minus Springer. I mean, they didn't have Cole. They, you know, they didn't have a lot of guys that used they, to be there. Yeah, they're they're not. They're certainly less talented. Yeah, and it's it's definitely impressive. But I I do like the Braves. I want the Braves <laughs> to win because I don't want the Astros to win another title. Like that's not fun. No, that's not fun. I think it wouldn't. Last time Atlanta won was in the eighties, right? Yeah, it was the nineties. I think oh, it was okay. 90, the middle of the nineties, ninety five, ninety six. Okay, well, yeah. I mean, that'd be good for their program for sure. And yeah, moving on from that, 
We got Thursday night football. It was, it was 95. Okay, I was right. 95. Good work. Good work. Baseball historian. Yeah. Max Baker in the studio. But we saw the Browns, which are very injured right now. I mean. Speaking of beat up teams. Yeah. They're, I mean, they find a way to beat the Broncos 17 to 14, but. A lot of teams have been finding ways to beat the Broncos recently. No, that's true. That is true. I believe they're on a. This is a four-game four losing, losing streak, yeah. Yeah, and you saw, you know, they, people were going crazy over the AFC West to start the year with the Chiefs playing mm-hmm. poorly, quote-unquote, and then the Broncos going 3-0, and Chargers doing well, Raiders doing well. Now, Broncos are falling off a cliff, Raiders just fired their head coach, and the Chargers just got blown out by the Ravens on national television. Yeah. So... Things are kind of shaping up the way we yeah. thought they were. <laughs> Long story short, overreaction Mondays to start the season do not always need to be warranted. Yeah. Moving on. No, I mean, Cleveland, even with Case Keenum, he didn't have, you know, he had a game manager-like game. You know, throw a touchdown, no interception, almost 200 yards passing. He was good with what he had. I mean, they handed the ball off a lot. To- Dernis Johnson. Yeah. Because they don't have, so they don't have Baker Mayfield, their number one overall pick at quarterback. They don't have Kareem Hunt. Odell's hurt. They don't have Nick Chubb either. Yeah. And yeah, Odell Beckham's hurt too. So and Jarvis was coming off an injury. I mean, yeah, Jarvis has been staying hurt. I mean, he was hurt all last season. The man, the man plays through just about any injury you can imagine. So respect to him for sure. But no, I mean, this team is just. Really, really banged up. And then along with that, their uh, Notre Dame rookie linebacker, I'm not sure how to say his name, but... Are you talking about the Browns? Yeah. He just got hurt for several weeks. He's out, and he was playing a substantial portion at their linebacker position. I don't I don't, I don't, don't know the Browns like that. Um, I know yeah. it's Anthony... Jeremiah Owosu? That, yes, is that you're talking about? Owosu. Okay, yes. I thought you were talking about Anthony Walker. I was like, I'm pretty sure he went to Northwestern, right? No, no, I was talking about... Uh, because he went to Notre Dame. But, no, I mean, the Browns are just really injury-riddled, but they're still 4-3 and three fighting in that division with the Ravens and the Bengals. Those two have a big matchup coming up that we are going to quickly preview when the time comes. Did you have anything else you wanted to really say about that Thursday night game? There wasn't a lot to say. I watched the Warriors-Clippers game more than I watched that game. That's probably smart. The Warriors won, didn't they? Yeah, Steph had 44. Five? Yeah, I think he did, yeah. I mean, I couldn't remember if it was 45 or 47. He, had, he made free throws down the stretch, but it was he played really well. It was 10 of 10 in the first quarter. It was unbelievable. 25-point quarter. There you go. Oh, I remember that. Uh, wasn't he 9 for 9? Mm, he might have been 9. He might have started 10 of 10. Yeah. I just remember seeing the notification. Um, and then, yeah, on Saturday for this college football, you know, maybe it's because Mizzou was on the bye week, but it was just kind of, I don't know, the matchups were just not. It was not a good slate of games to be, like, looking at it on paper before the week. But the games were probably better than. Yeah, I mean, Oklahoma-Kansas, like, that should not have been a good game. Oh, that game was insane. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and that's the one game I really wanted to talk about on here. You know, we can just go ahead and get right into it, you know, our rival Jayhawks. I mean, not really rivals anymore. They're playing in basketball this year, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. In, in so, KU. There you go. Still, oh, that's going to be scary. But, um, you know, Caleb Williams and this team were down 10 nothing at halftime. Yeah. And that did not look good at all. I no, mean, their defense just didn't look good either. I mean, no, their defense couldn't really stop Kansas. Their offensive Kansas. line couldn't block. Yeah, Devin Neal, their running back, had 100 yards and two touchdowns. Had over 100, but had a couple rushes for loss at the end of the game. Um yeah, I mean, I was – Oklahoma, you know, at the end of the game, they had a fourth and two. 
I uh, yeah. And I believe it was a one. It was a one possession game. No, it was it was the same score it was to finish twenty eight twenty three. Or no, Oklahoma ended up scoring. But, yeah, yeah, twenty eight twenty three. Yeah, twenty eight twenty three. Fourth and two. Oklahoma's running back gets stuffed running on the right side of the field, and Caleb Williams grabs the ball from the man Mm -hmm. and then runs it about three or four yards for the first down. And I think that just shows all you need to know about why Williams is playing and why Spencer Rattler is sitting on the bench looking like a bum, watching his team, his being Caleb Williams, because it's not Spencer Rattler's team, that's for sure, going out there and getting a dub. It was it was just poetry. Did you notice? Did you watch a lot of that game? By I the did. way, they showed Spencer Rattler a, a lot. lot. They showed him like, a lot, like a lot, a lot. And I just thought that was a little unnecessary. I mean, there's there's nothing to talk about with him. Yeah, no, there's there's, there's nothing to talk about. I mean, did, just to defend him a little bit, like you know, I'm not a big Spencer Rattler. I don't think he's a big team guy, and I want my quarterback to be a team guy. Yeah, that's what I want. I want a guy who's I want a Russell Wilson type of leader, and I don't think I get that from Spencer Rattler. That's why you've seen Oklahoma struggle with Spencer Rattler relative to what they were with all the other Heisman quarterbacks yeah. they have pretty much, minus Jalen Hurts, um, who could have easily won it if uh, there wasn't so many great candidates that year. Um, but, yeah. No, I was really impressed with Kansas and how they played. I was impressed with how Oklahoma bounced back eventually in the game. Um, and they're yeah. still undefeated at 8-0. It's unbelievable. And how do you see the college football playoff ranking up well, right Georgia's now? Georgia's going to win it all. You think I mean, Georgia's unless, winning unless it Bama, all? Unless Bama, I don't know, does what Bama does. I do agree. I think I do agree with you. However, that SEC championship game. I mean, they're going to make it even if they lose that game. I know. But, like, I feel like Bama could surprise some people with that offense. You know, Bryce Young. Oh, I don't think it would surprise anybody. I just think they could, you know. Well, but just like from from the people I've talked to, a lot of people think Georgia's really good, and I think they Georgia's are. They're really the best good. team in the country by far. I think they are too. But that doesn't mean Bama can't beat them. But I'm saying I think JT Daniels needs to come in and play lights out if they're going. to I win. don't know if they're starting Stetson Bennett. Oh well, are they, for sure? Oh yeah. All right. Well, you know, I'll change the narrative then. Stetson Bennett needs to show up then. It's yeah. the same narrative, different man, and then that's just because you know. I had a conversation with a few people, and they're like, oh, Georgia's running backs are so good. Go back and look at Georgia's running backs over the last decade and tell me that this is the best Georgia running backs. They aren't. I mean, so, they might be. Yeah. I mean, they're, they, they had, like, Nick there. Chubb and Todd Gurley. I'm not together. saying they're better than them, but yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I get what you're saying. But, no, they're good, but I just they, it's never gotten them over the hump before. So they yeah. need the quarterback play to Their get them over the Their defense is so good this year. I know. No, I know. That defense it's scary. is scary. We literally talk about it every week. I mean, I'm worried to see them play Mizzou. Like, oh. I don't know if Mizzou's going to be able to get past the 50-yard line. No, I don't I don't know. It's I mean, <laughs> it's going to be a fun one to watch for sure. And then also on uh, Saturday, we saw a 9-overtime. 9-overtime, 20-18 game. Yeah, I saw it was 9-overtime, so I said, wow, that is it's actually. It's because they changed the rules, but it's so funny. Yeah, what? Yeah, what? What are the rules now? Is it after like a two the third? Point, after the second overtime, it's a two-point conversion shootout. That's so dumb. That's yeah. so dumb. Just let them play it normal. Like college, like college football's overtime was so much fun. Yeah, so the much way fun. that it was. Start them at the thirty-five. Play until somebody loses. 
Yeah. Like, that's well, not, it, was 20, it was 25, I think. 25? Yeah. Well, yeah. fair enough. 25, put him on 25, let him play until someone outscores the other one. Yeah, I, I, I liked it. I don't, I mean, I didn't mind it because it was Penn State, Illinois, and I was like, I don't care who wins this game. But, no, of course. But maybe when some team I'm watching that I care about, or it's not going to be fun. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, it just sets up for disaster potentially in a game. Like, like that rule just sets up for potential disaster, and it might happen eventually. If they keep it, it will certainly happen eventually, like in a national championship game or something like that. We're sitting there playing two-point conversions for college football playoff trophy. That doesn't feel right. No. Um. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see Penn State gets – or Illinois actually gets it done, excuse me, and Penn State kind of continues to fall after that Iowa loss. That probably shouldn't have happened. No, should not have happened. Yeah, probably shouldn't have happened there. And yeah, man, you ready to get into these picks? Oh, yeah. All right, all right. Well, the NFL slate, it is 11.46, so it's about to kick off here in about 15 minutes. And sir, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Well, first, start with that Chiefs and Titans matchup, two top AFC I think the Chiefs are just too much for the Titans, that offense. I mean, the Titans have been playing well, but also the Titans at the beginning of the year weren't playing well, and the Chiefs sort of seem... Back on track, but probably throws for four touchdowns. You know, Chiefs are going to win that game. I'm actually picking the Titans in this game. I'm hoping to reverse jinx it. I picked mm-hmm. them on my Arrowed Live podcast, and I picked them on the Arrowed Live staff predictions. 35-30, Titans. I think Derrick Henry, with Anthony Hitchens being out at linebacker, might be too much for Bolton and uh, Willie Gay, despite their big athleticism. I hope I'm wrong. Go Chiefs for sure, though. Moving on. We've got Washington going to Green Bay to face Aaron Rodgers. I've got Green Bay. I, I have Green Bay as well. And I think it'll be closer than people think, but it'll, it, I got Green Bay. I was going to say the same thing. I think Washington's defense is probably going to start to get it into groove. I mean, they just have too much talent not to with Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Fuller. Who else? They, who they got a safety? Uh, it's Landon Collins, right? I don't. I don't remember. I, I think they got Landon Collins. Um, so yeah. Both have the Packers. Falcons going to Miami to play the Dolphins. I actually have the Dolphins. I don't know why. I, this game should not be allowed to be played, but... <laughs> I have the Falcons, actually. I, I mean, I, 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 I can't disagree. I just was like, home team, Tua. That was it. I was like, I'll take Tua. Fair enough. I got Matty Ice in that matchup. Then we have a true slobber knocker of an AFC East matchup between the New York Jets traveling to Foxborough to take got, on yeah. the Patriots. I've got Mac Jones. I do too. That'll um, be a good game, though. I picked Mac Jones or I picked Zach Wilson when they hosted uh, the Patriots earlier in the year, and I was completely wrong because Zach Wilson played terribly. Bill Belichick is just too good against rookie quarterbacks, um, and the Jets are just not a very good football team. And the Patriots have lost a lot of close games this year. Keep in mind. But yeah, they they. I mean, last week, what Cowboys game was a great game. They could have won that Bucks game. They could have won the Bucks game. A lot of close games. Yeah, and I mean, but this early in the season, that completely flips around your record there um, to four and two rather than two and four. Moving on, we've got the three and three Panthers going to the New York Giants, the New York Football Giants, I should say. I've got the Panthers. I don't. Again, not a great game, but I've got the Panthers because I just feel like. I don't want to pay against pick I, Daniel Jones. Yeah, it's. I don't want to. I definitely think the Giants can win this football game, especially because they host it. But give me the Panthers. I think the Giants just too injured. They're another injured team. Yeah, I agree. 
Moving on from that, we have the Bengals going to Baltimore to I've play. I've got Baltimore. I mean, I don't know what Joe Burrow's status is. I think he's playing, but I don't love, you know, this whole situation. I don't, and I Baltimore's just playing too good for me right now. I hear you. I definitely hear you. I, I probably have to agree, especially because they're playing in the bank. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's probably. This is Baltimore's crazy start to the season, I think. They might rattle off, you know, 10-1, and one, something crazy like that. So keep on the lookout for Lamar Jackson behind these three old head running backs. Latavius <laughs> yeah, Murray, mean. Devontae Freeman, and Le'Veon Bell. So it's going to be fun, certainly. Don't be surprised if the Bengals won, win, though. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they won that game just because the Ravens have played mediocre for more than half the year. But they are playing really well right now, so... And those are all your noon games. For the afternoon games, we've got the Eagles going to Las Vegas in that beautiful new stadium to play off against the Raiders. I thought about picking the Eagles, but I was like, I just don't trust that defense. Like, they can't seem to stop anybody. And so I picked the Raiders, but I don't... Raiders, like, sometimes lay a duck. I mean, a goose egg half the time. So I I know I've got the Raiders. I think Derek Carr makes enough plays to get the job done. Um... And I just I just don't trust the Eagles. I think if Jalen Hurts plays well, I mean, he'll keep them in the game. But that's that's my prediction. I actually have the Eagles in this. I think Jalen Hurts gets it done. Um, I think the Eagles have played a lot of good football teams to start the year. They've played the Bucks. They've played the Chiefs. There's two and four. Um, I think the Raiders are definitely lacking in talent. They got a win last week without John Harbaugh. I think they lose without him this week. And, yeah, fly, Eagles, fly, I guess. Yeah, I- <laughs> Hopefully that is the case, though, for my Chiefs in the AFC West. Moving on, we have the Lions playing off against the Rams. Another pretty bad football two, game. Two revenge games, Jared Goff and Matt Stafford. Yeah. I, I think this game will probably be high scoring. I mean, I think Jared Goff wants to play really well. I think Matt Stafford wants to play really well. But I got the, got the I not the Lions. I got the Rams. I know. Like, my eyes just I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that shot crazy. up there. Yeah. What do you got? Yeah, sorry, I was clearing my throat. Um, Lions, <laughs> Lions are 0-6, moved to 0-7 in this one. The Rams are just too talented. They can't lose to a team like the Lions, man. They really can't. But Jared Goff, revenge game, anything can happen. The 1-5 Texans going oh, to gosh. play the undefeated Cardinals, the only undefeated team left in the NFL. Who you got? I've got the Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't. I yeah. would... That line very much favors the Texans, though. 19 and a half. Is that what it went up Cardinals. to? It was like 17 half last I looked. That's crazy. That's according to ESPN at the very least. Probably went up. So. Yes. And then, yeah, we got the Bears at 3-3 three and three going to play the defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I've got the Buccaneers. The Bears are going to get killed, I think. I mean, even though there's no Antonio Brown, I still think they're going to get killed. I mean, yeah. the Bears, I don't, yeah. I mean, I it's not a wake up. I mean, they, Tampa Bay lost last year. I think they want to win this game. Yeah, I think I think the Bucks continue to roll high. I mean, don't be surprised if the Bears pass rush maybe does some things with Khalil Mack, maybe Roquan getting in there on some rush rushing attempts as well. Um but yeah, I got the Bucks. Yeah. I do. And yeah, Sunday night football. Not the most intriguing matchup, but these are two teams that need to be headed in the right direction. Yeah, both teams or need else. a win. Both teams need a win. It's, yeah, it's exciting in that regard. We've got the Indianapolis Colts at two and four, had a really lackluster start to the season, and the 49ers in that hell of a division. I in the they're two and three. I've Who gone you got? back and forth on this game. Like I keep thinking, like the Colts have played well, but they don't win games. And but I think San Francisco just makes enough plays at home to win. 
That's that's honestly just because they're at home. I've got the Colts. I, I do. I I believe in the Colts. I I have you know pretty much since I've been on this campus. I I like that <laughs> offensive line. I think Carson Wentz is a stud. Um, I love their running back room with Mac and uh, Jonathan Taylor. Even though Taylor obviously takes a vast majority of the snaps, and nah, I got the I've got the Colts, man. I've got the Colts. I, I mean, I don't. I can't disagree. I mean, I picked the Niners, but again, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't really have a strong reason either way. In the Monday Night Football, you've got Jameis Winston going to Seattle to play the Geno Smith-led Seattle Seahawks. I right now I've got the Seahawks, but I think the Saints are coming off a bye. I, I I think I've got to switch to the Saints. I'm gonna go with the Saints too. I think Jameis Winston and that team, um, they get it done. They're just, I don't know, the Seahawks without Geno Smith. Would you agree that Russell Wilson bails out the Seahawks a lot with he just does. his playmaking? And I just don't think Geno Smith is at that level. He has impressed me, but he's just not at that. There's just levels to the quarterback game. And for that Thursday night matchup. The Packers. I didn't even look at this game. Go to Arizona oh, to play the undefeated Cardinals. I've potentially. got Green Bay. Give me Green Bay in that game. Aaron Rodgers. Green Bay. Cardinals' first loss of the year. I like it. I like the pick. I think I, I think I'm going to have to agree with you. I I'm a big Aaron Rodgers believer personally. I think he's one of the greatest throwers to ever. To ever Grace the NFL, and I've been incredibly impressed with his production just over the course of his career. And even this season, last year was incredible, though, man. He threw he threw the ball very well. And, Max, that has been your weekly walkthrough through sports as the guest on the show. Would you like to lay me on your moment of the week? I mean, my moment of the week, it's probably got to be the Braves. I mean, the Braves winning the NLCS was just kind of cool for that city. Um I think I think that's probably it. I mean, it was not the greatest week of sports I've ever seen, but or it's you know Steph Curry just doing what Steph Curry does. That was my favorite moment of the week, but it wasn't the national moment of the week. And Steph Curry will probably do that about eighteen more times this year. So, you know, I think I think either one of those, you know, are probably my moment of the week. What about you? My moment of the week, I was going to pick the Caleb Williams play, but I already talked about that. It's actually in the UFC realm, and last night, or actually last yesterday afternoon, rather, I watched it last night on rerun, but Marvin Vittori and Paulo Costa, two middleweights, actually moved up to fight at light heavyweight because of weight disputes with Paulo Costa. He came in very heavy into fight week, and they put on an absolute show. Landed a combined, they fought for five rounds, 25 minutes, Landed 353 significant strikes, the fourth largest count in UFC history. And all those other three fights above them is Max Holloway at featherweight completely just punching someone's head off for five rounds. So this really is one of the one of those premier fights that, you know, you really had you remember where you were when you watched this one and uh, Vittori squeaked out a win. And uh in a unanimous decision, so that was really exciting for that. It's going to be interesting to see how that weighs into a 185 because they fought at 205, but it was certainly fun to watch. And Max, do you have an upset for me this week? You know, I right now I think I am thinking maybe Mississippi State over Kentucky at home Saturday I night like football. I like that. I was thinking about picking that. I, I mean, either that or Auburn over Mississippi, but I, I mean, Mississippi's playing really well right now. I think I like... 
You're going Mississippi State over Kentucky? Yeah. I like it. I like it. I'm actually going with North Carolina. The Tar Heels led by Sam Howell. Heisman candidate Sam Howell. Preseason Heisman candidate. Preseason Heisman candidate Sam Howell. Goes to Notre Dame in Notre Dame Stadium and beats the Fighting Irish on national television. You heard it here first. And my what to look for next week has to be that Cardinals-Packers yeah, matchup. Yeah, that's the best. And the World Series. And the, and the World Series for you. Boom. Yeah, we got World Series and Thursday night football. And, yeah, Max, do you have anything else you'd like to— Thanks uh, for having me. Yeah, you know, that's, uh, that's pretty much all I've got. I mean, thank you for having me. This has been fun. Ethan, hopefully I held the fort down for you, but you'll be back. Yes, he will be. He will be back here— Next Sunday, same time, same place, 11 a.m. to noon. For updates on the show, you can follow our Twitter at WeeklyWalkKCOU. And if you want to listen to more of the show, just search Weekly Walk Through wherever you get your podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and a whole bunch of others. Hope you all have a good rest of your week, and have a good one. You're listening to KCOU Columbia.